Welcome to the Mike on Much podcast. I'm your host, Mike Veerman. We are joined by my friend and trusted producer, Max Kerman. We also have our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham. And we're going to get back to him in a second because this is a special episode. Uh, and of course, on the dials, working them uh, from her home. Where are you living right now, Erica? What city are you in? Kitchener, Ontario, baby. There you go. Uh, work on the dials is intern Erica. Uh, guys, this is a very special episode because like we said in the last episode, we're going to be getting a little tipsy. We're going to be drinking throughout this episode because Max <laughs> came in hot last episode and we all got jealous and we were like, man, uh, that was so fun. You had the right energy. So we're all going to do this. Uh, but this isn't just drinking for the sake of drinking, listeners. It is our great friend and pop culture aficionado Shane Cunningham's birthday in only... Uh, what, a few short days. So we're celebrating a little early. Uh, I just want to say, Shane, happy birthday. Let's all raise a glass and have a drink here on Cheers. a Saturday night when we're recording HBD. this. Cheers. Max? Cheers. What are you drinking, Max? Oh, I have a coffee. Looks like you're not drinking this time, Max. No, no, I am. Um, I have a coffee and Bailey's because yeah, I want to be an extra peppy. Mm. So I have this like, um, it's actually not Bailey's. It's like this Wayne Gretzky's Bailey's thing that they've created, the Wayne Gretzky's winery. And it's very, very good. Am I frozen right now? No, not at all. No. We were just stunned that you were drinking Wayne Gretzky Winery or whatever is going. <laughs> 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 now you're frozen. Mother, legit. Fucker. Did you guys see that? Is he frozen? Yeah. For you guys. That that's yeah. weird. Yeah. Max is completely frozen, or he's just amazing at mime. Oh, okay. I'm, he's back. Did you see me back, back there? So, sorry about that. It's like a parody every time. We normally cut this from the pod, though, don't we? All of these technical shit. Usually. Yeah. Sometimes we reference it though, and then people must assume we had some really just for our listeners uh max continually has wi-fi issues uh so that it always kind of junks up the start of the episode we'll leave all that though which is weird because max is the only one who does this type of thing every single day of his life every day no what happens every live stream with our kells is that about 10 minutes in i get a bunch of frantic texts from ash going you're blurry you're blurry you're blurry and then i take (laughs) it off wi-fi and i just go lte and so let me tell you this. The band is getting a significant data bill sent to them after uh, after this mm. month. Back to the man of the hour. Uh, Shane Cunningham, happy birthday. Uh, after this. Oh, thanks so much. Uh, yes. Uh, it only comes once a year. And after this podcast, we're actually all jumping on a much larger uh, Zoom call or whatever platform we're using uh, with a bunch of the Champagne Boys uh, to, to, to continue the celebration. So this is exciting. This is like kind of like a pre-drink right now, this podcast, I would say. And I heard there is a surprise for me in this pre-drink. Yeah, well... Or no, sorry, in the party. I I had uh, you on the Arkell's IG earlier today, and you tried to guess. But I told you, before you even guessed, I said, no matter what you guess, I'm just going to go, uh-huh, and I'm going to smile. <laughs> and I wasn't going to give you any any feedback. I feel like you're telling everyone that because you know I'm maybe right about my prediction, Max. By the way, I love your your psychology, by the way. This is such Shane bullshit. It's really good. It's like <laughs> right. Shane trying okay. to... Yeah. Okay, Here, here's my prediction. Uh, Sean has organized that everyone comes as some iteration of myself uh, over the years. <laughs> and why do you think that? And me, well, why do you think? Because Sean's your old roommate. You think you know him so well? Why do, why do you think that? He, he's my own roommate. Sean loves themes. Sean loves wearing Hawaiian shirts. I ha- went through a big phase in my life where I wore a Hawaiian shirt. The other day, I saw that he was wearing an old shirt of mine from like 15 years ago. I thought, hmm, I bet you that got the gears moving in his brain. Like, what if we had a shamed themed thing he also sent me a message make sure that you go on your laptop 
not your phone, which says to me, oh, he wants that multi-screen mode so I can see <laughs> everything. So that was just my deduction process. I could be Yo, wrong. Yo, Sherlock, but. I also love that you broke it down like at the end of an episode of Sherlock. <laughs> like, and therefore, hence when, that's why I think Sean would think this. And everyone's like, wow. And he's like, it's elementary. <laughs> so to, to your prediction, much like Max. I'll Which is the last thing, uh, education I graduated from. <laughs> elementary. Yeah, 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 I like that. Hey, Shane, um, how often are you, do you think you're right? If you're being honest with yourself when it, when it comes to you predicting human behavior, because I feel like you do this all the time. Like you have like a um, hypothesis when it comes to The Bachelor about how you can tell who's going to win the episode on the first night. And you you do yeah. it by like the whoever's hottest theory, which is isn't wrong often, but like or endearing, like who has a, a, a intangible quality. Like I don't think Maddie was the hottest this season, but she had that je ne sais quoi. Who who was the hottest on the season? Do you think? Uh, Hannah Ann. So I, I thought you she thought would Hannah come Ann in second. See, I did not find her that. Oh, she's a professional model. Sure, like, sure, sure. She just has that perfect look, mm. but she also had no uh, lovability to her. Mm. Yeah, uh, but. It, it, Mike, did you hear I talked to someone on The Bachelor on Zoom? No, I did not hear this. Hit me. Wait, wait. wait. Yeah. See, what? I wasn't sure if you'd give a shit, but uh, there's this uh, this woman. Fuck, I'm drunk. I've even forgotten her name. No, I didn't. Amanda Stanton. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got scared. My mind totally went blank. But her name's Amanda Stanton, and she has 1.1 million followers. She's one of the more popular people people on the bachelor wow. and i talked to her for 20 minutes on zoom so like what was the form like did you guys like did you interview her for the for family tree Well, the excuse was for this family tree but i just really wanted to talk to her you know but that's what's great about podcasts they're a great excuse to kind of have a conversation i told max this but he didn't appreciate it because <laughs> uh, i used I, I used the jerry Maguire line and i know greg would appreciate it the most but you'll probably at least understand the reference i asked her if people ever try to shoplift the pootie from <laughs> her right 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 it's uh cuba gooding jr talking to jerry Maguire. yeah yeah because she's a single mom yeah. right and so i was thinking a lot of men must use the child be nice to the child have sex with her and then bounce but i i got to ask her that question um and what was her answer she didn't understand it <laughs> but i had to explain it to her but she said that does happen where uh if if a man is very nice to her her child, it will. She has two kids actually. It will endear uh, the man to her, and she will end up m- more likely to be in a relationship. How old is she? She's thirty. So she's seen Jerry Maguire. Yeah, she didn't even seem like she had. Mm, mm. And then I ma- I also made a Caligula reference, <laughs> and and she didn't understand it either. So. By the way, I don't know what Caligula is. What is that again? It's like a. a it's like an Italian movie that was kind of mainstream, but it was also very uh, sex-filled uh, film. It's a Fellini It's like film. early mm. porn, like, por- like, it, like it was considered mm. porn- mainstream pornography. It's like Deep Throat would be the equivalent in, in North America. So if anybody's ever like, oh, that party turned into fucking Caligula, you know that it got freaky. Um, uh, not that okay. I've ever been to one of those. Um, Erica. <laughs> yeah, it was a scene out of Caligula. Is a, you, You'll hear that phrase often. Mm. Often. <laughs> after one of my parties you will (laughs) um erica have you seen jerry Maguire? i have not uh but yeah greg pops off about it he's obsessed with that movie so i've heard him talk about it a lot but i don't uh yeah i've never seen it do you know who's in that movie (laughs) nope who you can't name one actor no wow well, I've never seen it. I don't know. I don't even know. No, who. but it's just we've said three of the actors just yeah. in the last uh, three minutes. I can't believe you've never heard of oh, Jonathan I, Lipnicki. Heard of who? Uh, you, honestly, I had some of my own internet issues, and I just 
popped out onto onto hotspot, so I cut I cut out for a minute. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, oh, okay. gotcha. Right. Um, but yeah, point is, it was it was this was like such a great birthday week for me because that was such a huge highlight, like one of the like highlights of my life to talk to someone from The Bachelor. That's amazing. Congrats. That makes me so happy that you're Thank having you. a good birthday week. Shane, in general, are you a, a birthday guy? Do you like to celebrate your birthday? No, I have horrible, horrible PTSD from uh, being a child and having my birthday room. I know this. I know this because we sit next. We're very close friends. We sit next to each other, but our listeners might not know this. Uh, maybe explain the story of why birthdays are almost traumatic for you or the idea of a birthday party. I feel like you've told okay. this story, but let's tell it again. I know, but not everyone's listening to every yeah, single no, episode hear you. of yeah, the podcast. Yeah, I don't think I know this. So, um, okay, so my birthday is May 12th, which falls on Mother's Day quite often. But growing up, um, like from the age of probably 8 till 12, I would have what was called THG parties. And THG stands for Treehouse Guys. So <laughs> I, would have a lot of my, I would have a lot of my friends over. And Treehouse guys, basically what they do is they pull pranks on my family. So we have a, a, a birthday party, we have pizza, cake, pop, play video games, and then it's a sleepover. So at nighttime, we will terrorize my sister all night through a, a series of pranks. One of the pranks would be we'd put a remote control car under her bed and we would move it all night long or we would toilet paper her room or something. It was all revolved around torturing my sister. It was innocent, stupid pranks, stuff that you would do in between the ages of eight till 12. Anyway, when I, my 13th birthday comes around, that's the age where it's time to stop with the kid games and actually have a real party where you might go bowling or something. So I'm like, mom, I, I want to go bowling. I, I want to like play pool, go bowling, have a real party. I invited about 20 guys to this party. Nobody showed up. Nobody. Steve ooh, Kelson, ooh. Cam Ballantyne, Brandon Sazuski. <laughs> none of them. And these were my <laughs> name closest name. friends. If those people go I mean, missing or die, we know uh, <laughs> who did it. <laughs> but, but I will say one guy showed up and his name is Steve Coons. And he showed up to my party and I had to cancel the bowling portion. And it was just me and him eating the pizza. Like my mom got like a ton of pizzas, but we could only finish like half each. And I just said to him, I'm never having a party again in my entire life. I'm never celebrating my birthday. I don't put my birthday on Facebook. Uh, and, and again, now, now that I'm older, my daughter was born on my birthday. Wow. So it's her birthday now. I don't have a birthday anymore. Every year it's either Mother's Day or my daughter's birthday. And I do not celebrate my birthday. Hey, do you ever get to the bottom of why no one showed up? That is like, was it um, a concerted oh, yeah. effort oh, sorry, like, sorry. To, 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 to fuck you over? Like, did, did they talk about no, it? No, no. Or was it just a great, bunch of great bad coincidences? No, I, I find people who have a phobia of their birthdays or an adverse reaction to it and don't overly celebrate is because they have an, an unfortunate birthday. May 12th is one of those. It's not like when you say my birthday's on Christmas or my birthday's on New Year's Eve, but May 12th falls on Mother's Day. And this year it did uh, when I had this party oh. and all the kids had to do stupid shit with their moms and they had to like go to some flower party and like, you know, you know there's all these brunches you have to go to for Mother's Day. This sounds like an episode of like Reply All. You know, it's it's like Shane Cunningham wants to understand why he has such a fear of birthdays. And it goes back to his 12th birthday and we're going to get to the bottom of it. And then they start interviewing all the friends and then it turns out Mother's Day is the answer. It's like something like that would yeah. be a podcast. Nathan Fielder has the same yeah. birthday as me. That's right. Hey, uh, actually, you're talking about how you graduate out of toilet papering your sister's room into sort of more teenage uh, parties. 
uh, one thing uh, that was always kind of awkward for me was, you know, will I ever invite girls to my birthday party? Because there's some families and some like friends that had no problem going, oh, this is going to be like a boy girl birthday party. But for me, I always felt a little awkward about it. Not, not that my parents ever like scared me off from the idea, but I did. I just thought the idea of bringing over a bunch of girls in grade eight or grade nine or grade seven to my house, just like I didn't want to put my mom through that or something like that. You know, it's like you're kind of like trying to protect your mom from something. <laughs> they were very, they were very mean girls, and they were going to tease your mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like it's it's like a loss of innocence for her little boy or so. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but that, that like that's where my mind Max, probably was Max going. Invited a bunch of girls to this birthday party, and it turned into a scene from Caligula. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. It's <laughs> a callback. <laughs> good, good job. Oh. Um, but yeah, did you guys do the mixed sex uh, birthday party? Is that what you call it? <laughs> We're having a mixed sex party, Mix Max. Mixed sex? Yes, please. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's what it says on the invite? <laughs> this seems weird. Should we go to Max's party? Um, the grammar's all off and sizing of the fonts on the, the pamphlet. Mixed sex party. <laughs> No, no, we, I, I didn't. I think like, it's so funny. Like, I don't know if kids are still like this, but like, it's like, it's kind of like genders kind of end up sticking together in a weird mm-hmm. way, especially when you're young, like that age. Like, like I remember like playing little league. There was like a girl in our legal league team that was kind of like pals with us, but I don't think she was ever at a birthday party. And like, I don't know, you have, when you stop having birthday parties, like 16, it's, it'd be kind of weird to have yeah, I, did, I don't even party, like the I idea think. now. And, and I think I just, no, <laughs> no, I'm not mature enough for that. <laughs> Erica, have, did you have boys at your birthday party when you were a teenager? Uh, well, no. Like, I feel like you go through these weird phases. Like, when you're really young, when you're in, like, kindergarten or the first grade, you don't really, like, it doesn't mm. matter as much. But then you're in that awkward preteen phase yeah. where it's like, uh, I can't do that. You know what I mean? And then you become, like, old enough, 17, 18, 19 again. And then it's like, I don't really care. But How old were you at, when you threw your first mixed sex party? <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing i was like so i'm one of five i'm second oldest my my older brother and i are only a year apart so we were kind of like the oldest so we when you're the oldest sibling you had to like pave the way for everyone right like you're kind of like nothing's been done before at what age can you stay out late at what age can you drink etc so like i kind of didn't really even have like parties when I was in high school and shit, my parents didn't let us drink. Now my sister's like 16 pounding Mike's hearts every dinner. My parents don't give a shit, but I wasn't allowed to drink until the day I turned 19. <laughs> so I never really hosted parties. You know what I mean? Right. What was uh, your first uh, sleepover with the boy that, that your parents knew about? I, I said for all you, for, for, for Shane and Mike too. So this is not like I'm still waiting on mine, Max. <laughs> no, 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 but you know what I mean? Yeah. So a mixed sex sleepover. That's what I meant. Yeah. Oh, like, like until I had a boyfriend, probably like they, I never had like part, like friendly sleepovers with boys. Is that what you mean? No. Yeah. What I mean, but, but so for me, it's like, I, even though my high school girlfriend went to McMaster and we were dating and she was like away at Mm. school, like my mom was still very like, did not like that. And we like slept in separate separate rooms and stuff. It was like very annoying. Like where it was, uh, was your mom, uh, did they, whose moms were like overbearing in that capacity? Right. Mine were never, but I feel like I didn't introduce it too early, like until like mm. university-ish, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mike, Shane? I, I uh, yeah, I was allowed, like my, my mom was, she was pretty, 
pretty cool about like, you know, like I, like we were the kind of house that like, you know, one of our friends got kicked out of his house and my mom was the person that's like, mm. oh, he can live with us. So like our friend Kevin just lived with us for a month, you know? So like we were kind of like that house where my mom wasn't too judgy and was a little bit more loose with sort of those rules. Although weirdly, I had a curfew for a very long time. Like I had to be home at like 10 on weekdays and midnight on weekends, like up and like for longer than you would think for a house that operated the way ours operated. Um but yeah, like if girlfriend sleeping over, it wasn't a huge, my mom wasn't, she didn't care. She was cool with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for me, luck, my mom luckily never had to deal with that problem because um, <laughs> uh, when girls liked me, I was afraid of them. And when I liked them, they weren't interested in me at all. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like girls only liked me from like grade eight till grade 10. And then puberty struck and then it was just a nightmare. Mm. But yeah, maybe it I was like 20, you, 20, 22. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, at that point. <laughs> but mom rent. was very cool with it. It's like, finally. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a hooker that she paid for. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> the boy needs to learn. Um, <laughs> Agnes, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh god it, oh god uh, uh this was supposed to be one of the topics of memorable birthdays um d- uh, shane you you talked about your most memorable birthday any other uh stories because because i was actually i had to text dan hamilton and chris dickinson who are better historians of my own history than i am because mm-hmm. i don't remember anything and the two that stick out to me was the detroit road, road trip where i was surprised shane were you there yeah, you were there, right? Yes, I okay, was. Sorry. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Shane was there. Sorry, it was. A- I was. I was in the van with you. I was the first person to yell oh, surprise. Right. He was you were, of course, crew. of course, you Max. were. Of course, sorry, sorry. Oh man, listen, I don't so remember sad. the only people I really remember. I remember Greg driving. I remember you, Mike. For some reason, I don't remember you, Shane, for sure. Not to say that you're not there, but you definitely were there. And I remember Dan because Dan stayed with me. Uh, when I was left behind. No, I, I voluntarily stayed behind in Windsor because I could not make that trip home because I just was not feeling well enough. And we stayed at a Chinese restaurant for about five hours before we bought a, a Via oh, Rail trip. because you were so hungover. Yeah, it was the worst hangover I think I've ever had. It was brutal. But um, that was a very memorable one because I was, as you say, kidnapped by Mike and Shane, among others, uh, and taken to Detroit to watch a basketball game. We went out afterwards, which was great. Um, but the other, I the most memorable, another memorable birthday was uh, this past November, the Nick Nurse birthday, which was very uh, exciting. We're... Yeah, yeah, I Surprise remember Nick. Party, yeah. He was definitely there. Um, was I there or not, Max? You were not there because I remember you were going to come, but then you thought, why am I going to leave my wife right now? It's not a good time to leave. And uh, you stayed home. I remember that story. Because you have an excellent memory for stories told on the pod. You're almost like uh, anal about a story being retold that's being told again. <laughs> like the one just earlier? Yeah, your pod yeah. recalls no, Shane, amazing. you mentioned that in episode 32. No, no, no. <laughs> Let me stop you right there. Okay, uh, hold it, bud. <laughs> um, Mike, do you got any uh, good ones? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I don't celebrate. Like my, I, I think the last time... 
So I'll say, I would say that like the last time I genuinely celebrated a birthday probably like or had a party was when I was like 16 and like my family was actually there and then they kind of stopped doing birthdays shortly after that and then I've never really made a big deal about it so it's hard to recall like some big party because I kind of like my philosophy is like every day should be like a birthday. I don't, I don't need one time a year um, but I do remember this one which is good. Uh, I, th- I think I was turning, I think I turned 30 and Shane Cunningham and my brother Greg I didn't think anything was gonna, like I was like I didn't think about it but we were gonna go for a drink either way and they obviously knew my birthday was coming up and they got me thirty drinks that were like this wide array of it would be like a forty of old English a bottle of girls' night out wine like it was just like the most random thirty <laughs> drinks ever and the and the three of us just sat in my brother's apartment and drank these 30 bottles of alcohol and just got very 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 drunk. hold on where was your brother living at this point he was, he was with sean on uh what was that street there on shaney the one that's like the, it was the old nurses like oh i know building. exactly where it oh, is God. we watched workaholics that night but um i don't bond were they on bond street that sounds familiar it was probably that it's something like that but he was with dawson he was living with sean yeah it was point. it was the place when they lived closest to onyx it was right around the corner from there Oh, yeah, Park Street, the park. park. That was it. I knew it was a four-letter I do word. remember that, actually. For some reason, I think I remember, I don't know where I was, but I remember them having this like, 30 drinks for 30 years. Yeah, it was uh, a good one. Idea. It was a good one. Yeah. It was a good one. Um, mm-hmm. I, but maybe if I really sort of went back into the archive, I could remember something embarrassing I did on like, you know, my 18th or 19th birthday. I just, it doesn't really stand out. Another thing I, I thought was always interesting is I, my birthday's in October, so I... The summer of like the summer that I was 18, all of my friends who had birthdays pre-summer, they'd all turn 19 and were able to like basically go out and like go to bars for the first time, like legitimately. And so I was kind of stuck for a whole summer where I couldn't join any of my friends. So like the summer I, or so the, the, the October that I turned 19, I remember was a big deal because I could finally join my friends at like the local pub or whatever, all that stuff. And, and I just kind of had to spend a whole summer not hanging, like not going out with my friends. It was such a weird, a weird time. But yeah. Do you get a fake ID? I the thing is it's like it wouldn't have worked at like legitimate bars. Like I did have a bad fake ID with this guy named like Jonathan <laughs> Penne who was like I don't know like Mexican or something and it it, it it like it like worked once or twice like at like yeah shady establishments but it wasn't going to work like in places mm. where my friends were going like McMaster bars and stuff like that there you know it was too it was too shady but uh so shout out to everybody that's got um fall birthdays. Maxie, mm-hmm. I know you're one of them. Mine's a little closer hey, to Mike. Christmas though. Go ahead. Sorry, I think the when you took out your headphone, the audio quality became very weird for us. Maybe switch the ears if you got to take one out. Yep. No, you're right. You know what I'm doing is I'm uh, I'm taking because I've got these great sort of like noise canceling Beats uh, earbuds yeah. in, and um, I feel like I'm yelling. No, I'm doing my the same thing. Sleeping. I'm trying to just because yeah. Eric, I'm always so hot on this. But sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, hey man, this is what, the listeners are getting. All this, Erica, we're not cutting any of this. They're, they're hearing how the, the <laughs> okay. so, they're, they're hearing how the sausage is made. <laughs> but do we think, right. as men, obviously you're excluded from this, Erica, that we have a bit more of a badge of honor in not celebrating our birthdays, and it's kind of cool if we pretend we're <laughs> aloof to it? And I know I've mentioned this previously on a podcast, Max. <laughs> there could be a bit of that, but I will say I actually prefer my friends that like want to celebrate their birthdays. Cause I'm like, I want any reason to hang out. So I, I like it when guys are into celebrating their birthdays. Like I remember we all went to Felix's like 
33rd birthday and it was the, the most random Tuesday night thing and I remember saying to Danica she's like wait you're going to Hamilton for what I'm like it's Felix's birthday man she's like is it like a big birthday I'm like he's turning 33 the most random arbitrary number but it was just it was a reason to get together so I like that you know he wanted to celebrate his birthday he probably does every year I, I like it but to your point Shane maybe some people it's cooler to seem like you don't care but I genuinely don't. I think post-quarantine, every birthday is going to be celebrated. I think we're going to go hard on celebrating every birthday, anniversary, any occasion just to get together. I think people are going to go, we got to do it. We got to do it. Because with every passing day, I think we mentioned this on another product, it's just like if time feels that much more precious. That we Everything, every, um, yeah, everything needs to be treated like a damn festival or something like that uh, in terms of get together. Well, that's why I stuffed today down people's throats. Like someone was like just mentioning oh we should maybe do a zoom and and it's like shane's for shane's birthday and i was like yeah do something cool and and i started getting on sean to do something special sean actually started a side champagne boys group without you in order to sort of plan this surprise well i made him (laughs) (laughs) because he was like shane are you gonna organize this i go i'm not organizing my birthday you do it and then he was like fine fine well what's funny is is, i'm max i don't know if you've checked in on it recently but like Sometimes because like we, we have these groups in Messenger, it's like I don't get the notifications just because they'd be binging nonstop. So, so sometimes I'll go like, I don't know, eight hours without looking at those messages and then I'll go in and there's like 30 messages and I get excited because they're genuinely like I was laughing out loud at some of the back and forths and jokes that were being made like in that group. It's just its own sort of like form of entertainment. So anyway, I was just happy for the side group in and of itself because there was lots of lots of fun. fun okay, stuff going Mike. On. So this fun stuff that's going on. Is this at my is this at my expense? <laughs> No, no, okay. no, you can imagine the dynamic is that people are making fun of Sean for being lazy and Dan for having to do the work because that's typically how most uh, group activities go, or that that's at least a stereotype. Yeah, Sean's been very helpful, but you you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that being said, guys, let's say another cheers uh, and happy oh, birthday hey, to Shane. Great, great time. This is amazing. Uh, Lauren just delivered. Who is uh, that? Me. Oh, she doesn't want anything to do with this. Uh, <laughs> she, she just uh, delivered a steam whistle. Perfect. Yeah. Cheers to me, Thank guys. You. Cheers. Cheers to Cheers, guys. Shady boy. <laughs> Come here for a second. Come here for a quick second. Look, so uh, we might have to cut this, but you guys can see Danica, my wife, is getting drunk. She's Ooh, making cocktails here in yeah. the background. So she's literally, as I've been recording this pod, dancing back and forth on I the other side of the computer. I saw your eyes making faces at her. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> he said he saw my eyes going back and forth. Is this yeah. for me, Danica? Yeah, so. Cheers. Happy birthday, Shane. Sh- okay, Shane says, you. is this for me? <laughs> I guess that answers it. <laughs> Shane, what are you drinking, by the way? Um, I got some Diet Cokes from McDonald's, mm-hmm. and I'm drinking, uh, I got whiskey delivered to my porch today. Nice. Is that, is that a health move? Because, like, beer is worth four chocolate bars or something, as you've been saying? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the, like, a beer is, uh, you know, a lot of calories, and if I plan on getting a little tipsy, I, I would need to drink at least six beers, mm. and that would be, like... Almost 800 calories. Hey. Over 800. Okay, good to know. Uh, you know what we actually skipped uh, just before we move on to our topics? Uh, Erica, have you had a memorable birthday party? Because uh, I feel like you you, you party. Yeah, man. I do. I, not really any personal birthday parties. I actually threw this in my group of friends as well to see if like anything stu- stood out to anyone. My friend Hannah turned 19 and we went to the bar and I was very excited. I went a little too hard as sometimes I do. And we, the bouncer checked my ID. <laughs> I walked into 
the bar and her birthday's in July. So the door was wide open, but right beside the door was like a glass door that wasn't open. And I ran right into the glass door. I smacked (laughs) my nose. My nose started bleeding, but I wasn't, Ah. I was not about to go home. So I went into the bar. I went, I went straight to the bartender. I said, do you have some ice from the bar for my nose? I think it might be broken. I don't really know. So they gave me some ice and I held it for the whole night. We stayed out (laughs) till the birds were chirping. I came home. I left to drive to Nova Scotia with my family the next day at 6 a.m. in a minivan. Oh, no. <laughs> All seven of us. That's a good, that's, it's Taught a good me a lesson. Taught me a lesson. Were your parents pissed at you? Yeah, of course, too. I was trying to be like, no, I, I'm not hungover. I'm, I'm not hungover. And I'm car sick. And they were like, shut the hell up. Like, you're, you're so dumb. <laughs> they didn't buy it. But they weren't happy. But I, fe- I feel like they felt like I was getting enough uh, uh, discipline. Mm. Uh, just from the state I was in, but yeah. Yeah, it's like when a parent catches you smoking and then as punishment, they make you like smoke a carton of cigarettes and then because you become so sick, that's the punishment enough instead of like- Has any you. parent ever actually done that? Or is that just a thing they say? No, not mine. The The famous story is that my brother was in like grade seven and started dabbling in smoking. So he had like a pack of smokes. It was like grade five or something. <laughs> it was like younger. It was, it was like it was like five, six. It was very young. So- uh, but my dad found his pack of smokes and he came into the bedroom and my brother and I were in there and he goes, uh, which one of my boys has been smoking? <laughs> and Greg and I, Greg and I are just both dead silent or whatever. And he's holding the, the pack of like, I don't know, it's like Demoriers. He goes, he's, he looks at us both and it just hangs there in the air, the silence. He goes, I said, which one of my boys has been smoking? <laughs> and both me and Greg both don't say anything. And he goes, well, I'm going to keep these. And, uh, <laughs> you guys, you guys think about what you're doing. <laughs> and he just kept it moving. It's like, it's like he just was happy to get the smoke. Yeah. And then you both never smoked again. He said that he quit like a month later because he was, his friends were running and he was running to catch up and his little lungs couldn't, uh, couldn't handle it. <laughs> so at that point, he said, as he was bent over gasping for breath, he was like, I got to quit smoking. You're the, it's the, tough to be. A, now that I think about it, the funny thing about that story is that in my mind, we all think of Greg as like cool guy, Greg. He's got great style, great taste in music. But when I actually think about Greg in around the grade five, six uh, era, he was kind of chubby. He had big glasses. He like didn't. He wasn't particularly cool at all, right? Like so. No, if like if anybody remembers the show King of the Hill, he was like Bobby <laughs> Hill, like embodied. So Google that if you want. But my brother was basically like Bobby Hill, like very sweet and goofy, and yeah. So yeah, him smoking was not a good idea. Um, okay, do you guys want to move on to our topics? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do this. All right, we're going to start with uh, Elon Musk. Uh, Elon and Grimes, singer Grimes, who actually, uh, if I recall, uh, robbed Shane Cunningham and Mark Myers and Arkells of uh, Best Video uh, Juno two years ago. Yeah, I think she had that Elon fame on her, and that's why. Ooh. (laughs) So you think if she wasn't with Elon, you guys would have won? Yeah, I do. That's not true. They weren't even <laughs> together at the point. By the point, by the way, there was rumors <laughs> circulating. Next, so all anyone was talking about at the Junos. Yes, yeah. there was uh, a musk in the air. <laughs> Come on, it's <laughs> a good joke. Uh, okay, so let's talk about Elon Musk and Grimes. They had a child. Uh, a couple things. So first of all, what we're going to talk about is what they decided to name their child, which is like a series of symbols, like an X, an A, E, an A, dash, and a 12. Um, and we can talk about that. But what's also interesting and I thought was very funny, I saw on Twitter 
<laughs> I guess when the baby was born, somebody asked uh, the gender of the baby, and I guess Grimes had given a long sort of explanation about how we're not going to uh, reveal or assign the gender because we want our child to sort of uh, discover that on their own, and it's this sort of process and this journey, and she sort of gave this long-winded answer, and it was like, it was a series of tweets next to each other, and then somebody screen-grabbed like a, a tweet exchange with Elon Musk, and someone goes, yo, Elon, uh, what did you have? And he just goes, a boy. <laughs> 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 so anyway, I don't know if these two are on the same page, Grimes and Elon Musk, uh, but they, they have this name for their child. I was actually reading uh, that they don't even agree on the way it's pronounced, uh, this, this series of symbols. But uh, first, before we get to sort of names in general, what are your guys' thoughts on uh, Elon and um, Grimes' child's name? Uh, Shani, we'll start with you. Well, look at even the intro you gave, Mike. You, you can't even say it. We don't even know what the name is. <laughs> no one has said the name. The, all we know is the name is a series of numbers. So I, I wish I could even comment on it. But I think if your name is so complicated, you can't even mention it in a podcast. It's probably not the best name. It's not catchy, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, um, yeah, I, I tend to agree with Shane. It's, yeah, I... Uh, I have a hard enough time pronouncing like Roos or Rouse. You know, I have a hard time with any kind of like normal pronunciations for like normal English words. So it, it's Ruse. Yeah. yeah. Ruse. <laughs> that's a good callback too. It was neither yeah. of those It was two. neither. Yeah. See, that's how bad I am. <laughs> um, I thought you said Roost. I was like, what's he talking yeah, about? Yeah, Ruse, Ruse, Ruse. So yeah, it is interesting though. I do find the two of them to be a very um, funny couple because he's so out there. And she's so out there, but they're not out there in the same way. Like, do you know if you like two like hippy dippy people get together and they're both kind of out there, but you're like, oh, I totally get it because they're living in a yurt. Yeah, they're going camping. They be- they believe in like <laughs> yeah. astrology and like dumb shit like that. You're like, okay, they're on the same. <laughs> <laughs> no. Now that's a hot take. Yeah, we're gonna get some some letters from uh, the astrologist. That, uh, community. That's right. But the thing which makes them is just like. Elon is like this weird visionary when it comes to technology and he's like very out there and has a lot of bold opinions and and he's very ambitious in that world. And Grimes is very ambitious when it comes to like fashion and music and her use of the internet. Like that's really defined her. So I'm just trying to think of like, what are other examples of two very out there people, but in completely different domains that would make an interesting couple. I was trying to think of anything off the top of my head that, that would be like in that category. Maybe we can think about that for a second. But anyway, I'd, it would be interesting, or I think if they just went with like her, my daughter's name is Nancy, or like his name is Thomas <laughs> or something. That, but, uh, but it's a lot more on brand, I suppose, uh, for, for them to go that direction. What about Bill Gates and Jenna Jameson? <laughs> There's a good one. There's a good one. That is a good one. Well, I don't know why, why Jenna Jameson though. It was, uh, I, I don't know, it was the first porn star that popped into my head. Mm, chip. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm trying to think, like, who's, like, even more eccentric than that? Um, Elon Musk is kind of in his own category, though, too, right? It's like, what if it was, like, Mark... What about Mike Tyson and Janet Reno? Hmm. Mm. I'm trying to think of... The- what, or what about, like, what about, like, Joe Rogan and Elizabeth Warren? Ah, that'd be interesting. I kind of like that. Well, they're both the kind of political and they like conversations. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I guess so. Um, It'd have to be like something like um, like Russell Brand and Chelsea Clinton. 
Mm. I guess I'm talking. I guess I'm talking more about opposites. You're saying that like two sort of eccentric people that are eccentric in different ways come together. Yeah, I think that's more what I'm getting at. Is it's just like two different versions of being very out there and being very like individual, like individually minded thinkers. But I guess I guess that that's a similar breed in itself. But uh, which I think like another example of Grimes. I guess it would be some like visual artist or some contemporary artist that's like way out there with some guy who's you know uh oh like dennis rodman and who's another who someone would go with dennis rodman um i don't know anyway uh ash is trying to feed me lines right now via text she she thought of the dennis rodman i one. love yeah. it i love it and as always for our listeners ash manager ash is listening in i again i i kind of i always enjoy that she sort of is uh just listening mm. in on our podcasts uh, I also wonder if she's not on here. I don't know if she can, I, we're not recording her, but I wonder if she's taking notes as she goes, like meaning like that'll have to be cut. That'll have to be cut. Everything about Caligula was a little bit dicey, but maybe <laughs> keep it. Uh, Ash just said, this oh, is like got, a nice oh. movie for me. Cut free so far. No cut so far. This is hey, all right. Exciting. I think an interesting angle is, um, Max, you'd put in the, the pod group, like, do we like our own names? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I how put that we... in the group. Give me some credit. Oh, yeah. was it? <laughs> Sorry, I thought it came. See, I'm Producer so gullible that I was like, did I, did I say that? That's pretty cool. Good, good job, Max. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Shane. Credit where credit's due. It yeah, is a good man. one. It's a great question um, because we've all lived with our names for multiple years. Uh, <laughs> do we like them? I'm, Erica, that was a big laugh. Let's start with you. That's just do you a like funny way name? to talk about your own name, living with it for yeah. multiple years. I do like Erica my spelled with a K. Yeah, I like that it's with a K. I think Erica's spelled with a C are basic. So mm. Mm. I like hot the K. take. Mm-hmm. I l- hot take with a K. I think my name. I have a hot take. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Shane. Do I have the coolest name in our group, pod group here? No, Max is the coolest name for sure. What? Yeah. Max, and what? That's not even your real name. You can't. Okay, my <laughs> name's Ace. <laughs> max is my middle name call me ace max is on the birth certificate at least shane you're not shane ace cunningham shane christian cunningham fucking coolest name in the world that's on my so birth the, certificate the, you'd have to be christian then in order no, to line up with max's see yeah. christian cunningham but here's the thing the alliteration no no no, top no, no, that. no no fuck that fuck that i don't i don't like this because <laughs> you are giving yourself credit for the the last name that you have so cunningham is a great sounding last name is Kerman as good as Cunningham? No, but we didn't have any control over that. That is just the name in your blood that's passed down through your father. No one can take any credit. We have to talk about the the the, the name, your first name, or the name that you go by. But you so, didn't have any credit over your first name either. Your parents gave yeah, that to you too. Yeah, but I'm not talking about the last name. I'm only talking about... <laughs> <laughs> Point is what I'm saying. What he's saying is what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, exactly. Because... I mean, Shane is kind of like a heartthrob name from like the early 2000s, 2010s. I'm thinking... It's the cool version of Sean. It's like, oh, are we going to be boring? Yeah, let's name our kid Sean. No, I want to be cooler. What about Shane? Yes. Mm. That's how you do it. Shane is a cool Sean. We're going to have so many letters from listeners named Sean and pissed off astrology uh, people who are going to be like, what sign is Max, asshole? Um, yeah. Here's what I would say is uh, Shane is a good name. And I think up until recently was quite a unique name. I don't think it was a very popular name. So I think Shane, when you were named in the early 80s, I think that it wasn't a very popular name. Now it is actually becoming more popular. You, you see, I don't know one like other Owen. Shane. Yeah, but you don't hang out with like five-year-olds. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm saying, kids are being named this now. Speak for yourself. 
<laughs> but guys, Max is uh, I, I, okay. Back to the the original question. I think I wonder sometimes if my career path has changed. If I was known as Robert or Bob, or I guess I'd go by Bobby. I don't think I'd have the same thing as as uh, Bobby Kerman? Bobby Kerman. Like that's something about the name Max, which I think adds Max to De Niro. You think it would change his career? You think he'd be a better actor? <laughs> no, but Max it suits my personality. I think in a in a particular way. Would you agree? Mm. Speaking, uh, Robert. Speaking of the way that uh, <laughs> live lives and careers turn out, I have had this theory. I've shared it with you guys. I've actually talked about it on the pod in the past. If somebody wants to go back to episode whatever. I episode 48, 48, 48. Thank you. (laughs) You have great pod recall uh, where I honestly believe if you have a super unique name, it will change the trajectory of your life and the way that you even sort of like think about yourself because the way that people react to you. So if when you're like, if your parents name you Fox or Hunter or Gunner or something like sort of like extreme, but kind of weird and a little bit sort of like people, like if you're named Fox, you go through your whole life. What happens is from like, the minute you go into junior kindergarten, your teachers go, Fox. Oh, that's interesting name. And then move on. Everybody else named Mike or even Max or Shane, they don't get that. So if you have a unique name, and this kind of goes back to Elon Musk and Grimes, um, I think that those little things, just teachers every year when they first see your name going, oh, that's interesting. Or being in a conversation when you're 13 on your baseball team, and they're like, Fox, Fox, where did you get that name? What's the story there? Those things add up to just starting to feel like you're special and then it sort of informs the way in all of those informative years or, or sort of formative years where you it just accumulates into like sort of like this weird confidence where it's like people always ask me what my name. So I think your name can actually lead to sort of this inherent like confidence that maybe you wouldn't have had if you were named Daryl or Mike. You know, Mike is the most basic name in the world. Um, but, but that can give you the drive to want to stand out. Because it's like, oh, name. you don't think I'm special? I'm gonna give me that basketball. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're Michael. Michael, yeah. Be Jordan. Jordan, and you're an amazing actor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, that I do feel like a name can change the outcome of your life if it is unique enough. I don't know if Max or Shane or Erica, certainly not Mike, fall into that category. I mean more like if you call your 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 kid something like, I don't know, what would be the equivalent of like Fox for for a girl like Apple. There you mm. go. And that, and that's the name of Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, first daughter, I believe. So it's like, her name's Apple. If you just named your kid Apple and you grew up in like, I don't care, South Dakota, uh, wherever, people are going to take note of the fact that your name is Apple or River or something like that. Anyway, I think I think that it can have uh, positive accumulative effects. That's all I'm saying. Though I do think that we've gone through such a stretch of people naming their kids obnoxious things that there's a thing that's a reversing thing that's happening. And I think like, Winona and Lucy are good examples of just like we're bringing back old school names that were typically reserved for grandmas that are now cool that's again. That's a new weird thing. Yeah. yeah. That's a yeah, great counter. Think, it's a great counter. Yeah. And my theory more exists. Like, I agree. I think everybody is now unique in their own way. Everybody has an Instagram. Everyone has their own Facebook. Like, like we've kind of gone past that. But I, I my theory had been bubbling basically since like the sure. late 90s, early 2000s. But I totally agree with you that now it is kind of like... You know, you have to do something as extreme as Elon Musk and Grimes in order for people to be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, everything else is sort of like it's all been done. Yeah. If I had a boy, its name was going to be Jersey. I liked that. Why? A lot yeah. when you told me that. Uh, it's my uh, father-in-law's dad's name. 
It was. Yeah. Oh, that's a cool name. Uh, that's a good story. If it was, if it was like, I love. Yeah, it's like a Polish name, and it was Jersey with a Z. Oh, so how do you spell that? J E R Z Y. I never learned it. I would have if we had a boy. <laughs> you would have had to. <laughs> There's a Z in there, all right? Yeah. You don't do the homework unless you know it is due. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Jersey Cunningham is pretty cool name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine that on a... No, I guess it wouldn't be on a jersey. Uh, Shane, you get around any criticism or eye rolling? Because at first, people like myself would go, huh, okay, why? You you had like a fucking white chocolate basketball jersey and you wanted to uh, like you know name your kid after that or something stupid but mm-hmm. then yeah. you're like no this is my uh father-in-law's father is in the oh, family the history, the history. Is the ultimate yeah. scapegoat yeah, yeah exactly yeah um okay so i know that shane and max both really like their names due to their sort of uh <laughs> debate as to whose name was cooler erica you do like your name i know you like that it's spelled with a k yeah i like it if i was a girl i would have been called alice that's what my mom said, which is a weird name. Alice Kerman. Yeah, I don't know why. But. Do you know what your middle name would have been? No, don't know. Because mm. so that's Mike, what it Who is the coolest yeah. name out of the three of us? You don't count. On, on, honestly, like I, I do think it's. I think that much like Shane, Max has become super common mm. now. Where it's like there's a lot of little boys running around named Max. Um, but but I think Max is more unique and like one of those names where it's like it's it's sticky. I do. I, I think <laughs> Fuck you. It. It's my birthday. Come it's on, sticky. I set you up. It's it's is three it letters. Hard? It's three letters. It also means extreme. It's like it's like kind of like a positive word. It means drive in a weird way. Like I don't know. I just think it's one of those names. Again, I think it's in the same boat as Shane now. We're like it's everywhere. A lot of little kids are named it. But I think Max is probably the more unique, interesting name. Maybe I'm wrong, listeners. Weigh in. Let us know. <laughs> Who has the coolest name? I know yeah. 10 Maxes. I don't know one other Shane. Name one other Max. I mean, he's on a reality show called Vanderpump. He's one of the main characters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next subject. Next subject. Next subject. Let's move on. So there, uh, this is actually kind of recent. This happened in the last sort of like 24, 48 hours. But there is a, uh, a, a culinary um, star named Allison Roman. You listeners may have heard of her. Uh, she did an interview and I, she's kind of known for sort of being authentic and real. Uh, and so she gave this interview uh, where she talked about um, Chrissy Teigen and Mary Conda in a way that was sort of dismissive. I'll just quote her. She said, what Chrissy Teigen uh, has done is so crazy to me. She had a successful cookbook and then it was like, boom, line at Target, boom. Now she has an Instagram page that has over a million followers where it's just like people running a content farm for her that horrifies me and it's not something that I ever want to do. I don't aspire to that. But like, who's laughing now because she's making a ton of fucking money. That's the quote. Uh, it sort of like blows up uh, with people sort of like either praising Allison Roman for being real, and then also a ton of Chrissy Teigen fans and and because uh, uh, Allison Roman also had take a shot at Mary Conda as well for having like a personal line or whatever. Um, sort of going at her for sort of taking down other successful women and women of color. Uh, so Chrissy jumped on. Um, Twitter sort of immediately said, this is a huge bummer for me, and it hit me hard. I have made her recipes for years now, bought the cookbook, supported her on social, and praised her in interviews. Uh, I don't think I've ever been so bummed out by the words of a fellow food lover. I just had no idea I was perceived that way by her especially. And Mary, too. Mary is awesome. Um, so anyway, last night, Allison Roman sort of doubled down and was like, oh, like, you know, baby's first internet backlash. It's tough to see other women sort of coming back, et cetera, et cetera. She did end up apologizing to Chrissy. I could have read that apology, but she sort of backed down. Um, there's kind of two angles here that are interesting. Uh, I guess one, is it worth it to be authentic in interviews? Uh, uh, 
two, do we have any thoughts on Alison Roman? When we were talking about this in our pod group, Shane actually mentioned, oh, I'm familiar with her. And so maybe we'll get his thoughts on Alison Roman uh, in a second. Uh, but then also there's this other thing where Chrissy Teigen is far more famous than Alison Roman. So it's almost like, would it make more sense for Chrissy Teigen to just ignore what Alison Roman said instead of sort of punching down uh, proverbially? Um, but let's start with, uh, I guess we'll start with Shane. What, what, what are your thoughts on Alison Roman in general? Well, she, she's fine. But what, what I think she did was very foolish because Christy Teigen was going to executive produce her next project. So yeah. it, would, it would be the equivalent of me putting down my boss, Randall, right? If I was just like, I fucking hate beards and long hair. I think that's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so e- even if you think something's true, it doesn't mean you're being authentic. Just saying something that's very blunt force offensive doesn't mean like he's so authentic. Part of being authentic, saying the truth, but it's also being polite is just important as part of being a human, you know? Yeah, I think you're on something. And there's um, there's a pettiness factor that gets in the way of her point that she was trying to make, which I think is not a bad point. So and I try to put it in like my own... Oh, reeks of jealousy. Yeah, that's it. Okay, okay. but if she had said... Listen, it must be hard uh, for a lot of people that have been studying food their whole life, who went to school uh, and and have dreams of putting out a, a cookbook and like because they have an original personality and they have these like original recipes, but never get a shot because there are these Instagram personalities that sort of one day pop up and say, I want to be a food person and all of a sudden get all the attention. That must be a frustrating thing. And put, to put it in my world, if so, if I got a sports column for the Globe and Mail, let's say, and I was like writing columns on whatever I wanted in the sports world, but I never went to school for journalism. I never really spent time following a team or being around professional sports locker rooms. I would understand if some other person my age was like, you know, I've been trying to do this thing for years and this guy who's got no experience is getting the shot that I would love to have. Like, I would be able to argue with that and I'd agree with it. So it's just the problem uh, with her take is that she just like is presenting it in a very foul kind of way that instead of just sort of getting to like the heart of what the issue is with celebrity, which which there's no, no way around it, it, she is just being kind of petty. And, and I think she could have like articulated in a way that Chrissy Teigen would have had no choice but to go, yeah, I kind of agree with that. But because she was so mean about it, Chrissy Teigen then, you know, called her out and the whole thing happened as it did. Yeah. Do you guys, do you guys think that um, Chrissy Teigen needed to go back? Like, I mean, I found her response very... <laughs> it felt like she was like sort of like being vulnerable and she was being honest about her hurt, but it's also the exact way to play that sort of thing. Like instead mm-hmm. of like, she didn't, she didn't attack Alison Roman. She basically said, Oh, you hurt me. And I didn't think I was perceived this way. It was kind of genius. In oh, a lot she of totally owned it. She was like, she, she did it so well because everybody then immediately felt bad for Chrissy Teigen, where it's like, wait a second, Chrissy Teigen, you are a supermodel. You're married to John legend. Who's the most like, enlightened like sweet seeming guy there is you have a perfect family seemingly it's like like no one has any real reason to envy your life especially anybody else in the culinary industry and now everybody's feeling bad for you all of a sudden (laughs) over your plight over this that someone someone else said something like kind of mean about you even though it's kind of true sorry go ahead eric yeah, she said something about how she, like, doesn't make money off of the website or something. And it's like, you might not make money off the website, but your cookbook, like, was a bestseller. You know what I mean? Both of them when they came out. So, yeah, I, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, 
I don't know how I feel about her response because on one side it's like, yeah, if somebody's going to like for seemingly no reason kind of diss you in this like very public way, like obviously you would think no matter who you are, you want to sort of like say your piece back. But yeah, I don't know if I don't know how it how it is. Max, I think you described it in a good way where it's where it's almost like, you know, Allison might feel like this person who's has this like clout, for lack of a better word, from like a completely different like form of celebrity coming into your world and just like dominating it right when and, they don't, might she, not have the credentials and then and then she attacks marie kondo and then the, the, so like when you just start going off like mouthing off about anybody and everybody mm-hmm. then you're like okay I have, I have a little less like patience for whatever your argument is when you're just like sort of just taking shots at people it's just a very weird thing to do and like you know we all think mean things all the time but we always rephrase them in a way that's a little more palatable to the person we're trying to send the message to i think like what she did is she got caught talking in a way like i don't know how calculated it was like i think that she honestly was just being honest and you know somebody wrote something that i thought was interesting i screen grabbed it because she was talking in a lot of ways about the idea of um I guess monetizing or having a brand or having outside companies come in and use your name to sell other things like basically like brand partnerships and deals and all the things that come along with like success and celebrity and I guess she was saying like you know as a culinary person I want to keep it pure I don't want to just sort of keep expanding expanding all these things we talk about when we talk about people building their brands basketball players get um, criticized for this sort of thing too like focus on your basketball don't worry about your sneakers or a Kia car or whatever it is, you know, and people are like, well, that's not sort of the era we're living in. But, and that's kind of part of the angle that Alison Roma was going on. But what's interesting is uh, I'd seen this on Twitter. Roxane Gay had written, anyone will sell out for the right price. Don't kid yourself. If you're upset, no one has asked you to sell out. That is a separate issue. But also people conveniently redefine selling out as anything they don't like, don't want to do can't do and or wish they could do and so there's something kind of interesting about that where it's like it's like is Allison Roman's anger or sort of like beef with the idea that I guess people do brand partnerships or they start sidelines outside of culinary stuff I, I don't really know and is, is it is it somehow like less um, commendable or like it lacks integrity to take those partnerships on like I, I kind of understand the angle just in the sense that it's like this was like what is selling out even mean in 2020 you know what I mean like it's, it's almost like she seems like antiquated in her thinking um, to attack Chrissy Teigen because everyone kind of knows the deal at this point like how many influencer jokes do we have how many all of this stuff do we have so I agree with Shane like I just think that Allison Roman misspoke she was probably feeling loose and like comfortable with the interviewer and it's just like it was dumb because it's like if Christy Tiggins is going to be executive producing your show, it's like you just you just have to be cognizant of those things. There's going to be a certain section of people that go, I respect that she doesn't give a shit about the consequences and she spoke for real on the record. But it's like, I don't know if she's going to be feeling that way in the future when it's like opportunities start to sort of evaporate because I would imagine she's interested in sort of monetizing her own skills. That's why she is a famous chef in the first place. So yeah, yeah, I don't think it's very bright. I also think that like you need to be able to like develop yourself. It, the only way to execute this um, sort of level of shit talking is if you're like Noel Gallagher. If you just have like a level of comedy to uh, where you don't take yourself that seriously, like Charles Barkley is another good example. He, Barkley's a yeah, good like, example. It's yeah. like because he he knows he's like we're talking about basketball. Like who gives a fuck really? Like that that is the underlying tone to Charles Barkley whenever he's talking shit about anybody and everyone. Because he's like, this is all silliness. 
Like, we're, this is entertainment we're talking about. So she had established herself as like, look, we're talking about the world of cooking. We're not curing cancer right now. This is all a silly industry. Some no-names get to be big stars. Some celebrities get to be big stars. And we can all kind of have a laugh about it. And guys, holy shit. Like, can we just talk about it for a second that Chrissy Teigen is now the most famous, like, food person in the world? Can we just joke that, like, can we just laugh that Chrissy Teigen was, like, literally in Sports Illustrated Swimsuit, like, two years ago? And this is where she's at right now. And Marie Kondo, like, like who's supposed to be espousing these virtues of, like, not buying anything and getting rid of everything in your house is now selling shit. Like, can we just, like, have a laugh about that? And if she had delivered it in, in that kind of tone... I think people could have all laughed together about it, but because again, it came off as spiteful and petty, she's getting backlash. All right, moving on to our next topic. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, had his Twitter hacked um, yesterday, recently, I will say, because who knows when this pod is coming out, but um, a series of tweets went out that were so clearly from the very beginning, not Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, it was like, it was pretty vile stuff. There was racist shit. There was like, um, sort of like stuff attacking LeBron James, uh, talking about Stephen Curry in sort of like a very derogatory way. Uh, and Steph's wife, all of that stuff. It was just so clear that it felt like it was like a 17 year old that had hacked the Twitter and then just went insane and like shot off a bunch of tweets that right away. You're like, this isn't Giannis. This shit's been hacked. Um, so what's interesting about this though, is, uh, this led to another question and a, um, I guess a, a question posed that Max had seen that he put in the group that said, you can hack one NBA stars, Twitter account and send a single tweet. No one will ever know it was you. What do you tweet? And on whose account? Now, what's interesting about this is, is to me, is people knew immediately it wasn't Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. And it might be more interesting if you actually were able, able to get into a very famous person's Twitter uh, to actually put out something that is maybe plausibly them, but also very controversial that could like set off a news cycle. Because I would imagine the people that hack these accounts, they want the notoriety of setting off a news cycle. So you almost want something that is plausible uh, uh, that isn't immediately sort of like, oh, they've been hacked. Um so I guess in the spirit of that, and Max, tell me if I'm wrong. This is how I understood the way that you proposed it. Who would we hack and what would we say? Yeah, and it wouldn't be necessarily an NBA star. It would just be kind of any, any no, exactly. celebrity um, and what you, what you do. Um, what, uh, who wants to start? I could start, uh, Shane. I'll, I'll start. I'll start. Okay. I, I haven't actually put a ton of thought into this. I just thought of this right now. But I would hack uh, Obama. Mm. And I would, uh, I would just write one word disappointed period. (laughs) And I, and I, and I think that people would interpret that in so many ways. They would think he's talking about the Trump administration. He would think about the hand and everything, but it would basically set off like a crazy cascade of news until uh, Obama would have to eventually say, I, uh, I was hacked. But, uh, don't you think that that would be just ambiguous enough, but also feel some, I mean, maybe he wouldn't just because he's so verbal, but I don't know. What do you guys think? That's actually a good one. That, that, that is one that definitely propels the conversation in a way that I was not thinking about. Because what, I mean, everyone, as you say, would assume he's talking about Trump, but he could he could be like, no, I was talking about the Last Dance documentary and I was disappointed by the way Phil Jackson was portrayed or, or something like that, you know, like. <laughs> the way they treated Scotty. Yeah, yeah Scotty's, <laughs> Scotty's contract was an atrocity. So that's mine. Let's go around the table. Um, Shane, what would you do? Uh, I would do, I'll just say Jenna Jameson. 
And I Second would have her shadow. say, I'm horny for Shane Cunningham. <laughs> and then I would have Pam Anderson retweet it. <laughs> so you're hacking And too. again, I'm 37, so I'm a little older. So these people were like very hot and like my primes. But, you know, they might have jumped the shark now. Oh, my goodness. I, you know what? You there might be a cameo version of this where you could just pay them to do this. By the way, at this point, I don't. <laughs> and and I don't know and, and I know uh, you you'll say, oh, like that's not realistic though. That's not part of the game. But these people, like I think it would be believable that maybe Jenna Jameson went in like to Vegas or something, got really fucked up, and tweeted something weird like that. You know. Hmm. Hmm. We've lost Max. Oh, sorry. Is that that? Max, yeah, I know your image. Yeah. Okay, I'm back. Sorry, I just checked something. Okay. Uh, what you, so what do you think of that, guys? Well, oh, we yeah. had a little Start. discussion about your thing. <laughs> Disappointed? Oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that people could see the video. We need to start just putting out these videos because the Shane just going like, we discussed yours. Oh, disappointed. And then he just crushed whatever <laughs> liquor he's drinking with the, the, something on the rocks. Looks good, though. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it, I think that's hilarious. Yeah, Shane, it's I did def- not know who Gemma, Jenna Jameson was until we started recording this pod, but now that I know who she is, I think that's very funny. Thank you, <laughs> Max. But you wouldn't go... Let's f- go around the table. But okay, you, okay, here's the thing. You're going for an angle that like speaks to like you and your ego and like a personal thing, whereas like Mike was trying to start like a cultural conversation. You wanted a thing, whereas like this porn star that I liked when I was 14 years old likes me but i'm surprised you if, if you want to go down that road that totally is fine and makes sense wouldn't you go for like a nathan fielder or an owen wilson or a jason schwartzman and just to get their attention or something like that like wouldn't that be the angle where you'd be like oh i have one chance to hack a thing you'd be you shane you'd come up with something so fucking clever to hack nathan fielder's instagram twitter whatever medium you want and then he'd have he'd be forced to be like, oh, this guy is so fucking funny. I'm, I want to fuck with him back, and then you start your friendship. Like, wouldn't that be the angle? That's pretty yeah, good advice. Yeah, but Nathan might get pissed off if I take over his account. But if he if he follows Jenna Jameson and sees that this guy <laughs> did this fucked up thing, he'd be like, that's kind of clever. Oh, so you know, and me and Nathan are the exact same age, literally same birthday, both thirty seven. Yeah, I I just think that... So I think he's into the same porn stars I am. (laughs) Stands to reason. (laughs) Think about it, Max. Uh, Erica, who'd you do? All right, you go, you go, sorry. You go, Max. Honestly, guys, I have nothing for this, so I'm just gonna... I thought about this all day. I don't know. I have no You idea. think of something while Max goes. Okay. Um, okay. I, <laughs> You're on the clock. I like love um, the art of a good apology. I think apologies, you know, solve many problems. They solve your own personal anxieties. And I think one of the things that we all want is Donald Trump to just apologize like one time. He's never once said he's sorry. Any good leader knows how to say they're sorry and how to take responsibility for something. And I, here's the thing. I know Trump really loves when things are retweeted. You know, he, he takes, a, you know, real count when it's like, did, did my tweet get more retweets than Obama's tweet that Obama you know, posted yesterday. So what I'd love if I were, if I could, I would hack Trump's account and I'd say, listen, I'm really sorry. I clearly have some deep-seated issues that are related to my upbringing. There are certain things that I have mishandled. I've really hurt a lot of people. And I just want to say, I'm truly sorry. I'm going to do a better job 
Uh, I know forgiveness is an important thing. If you can find it in your heart, please forgive me. And then here's hacks. No, no, this is already too well worded. This is just as stupid as the Giannis thing. My porn star <laughs> one is way more believable. <laughs> no, no, way more. No, no, no. I knew you were going to come up with something stupid, Max. No, no, no. no. Here, here's here's the genius of this take, Shane. Sorry, I'm just mad. Um, yeah, is that this tweet would get more retweets from everybody, but especially the liberals. Than any of his tweets ever. So, he, so, uh, it, it, so you're you're thinking once it got popular, he would kind of be like, "I wasn't happy." I wasn't. He'd be yes, like, "Oh, I did, I do, did that. do that." Because I swear to God, all of Twitter, all everybody from the center to the left would retweet the hell out of that thing, and it would be his most popular tweet of all time. And then he'd start to think, "Oh, maybe that's the way I get people to retweet me." And to like me, because mm. this is ultimately what he likes, mm-hmm. is just by repenting occasionally. And this is going to be my no, new move. And I think that would actually set the tone for the way we have our national conversation. So you'd be the catalyst for change. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Max is thinking yeah. big. He's trying to save America. I'm trying to save America. And I think it starts yeah, I like with, the way you justified your It point. starts with an apology. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Everything does. Erica, what'd you think of in that time? Nothing very good. We can move on. Shane surprise. <laughs> okay, very disappointing. Um, okay, this is actually a listener question, Shane surprise, but I thought it was a good question being posed. Let's give credit. Let's give credit to the listener. Okay, so this guy's name is Sean underscore Doss. And <laughs> <laughs> the question is four separate desert islands. One has 20 mics. One has 20 Maxis, one has 20 Shanes, and one has 20 Ericas. Which island survives and why? Oh, great. Mm. Jesus. Here's what I'd say. There's not an obvious answer to me right off the top, which which speaks to... Uh, okay, I definitely don't think we'd last very long, the Max Island. I'd say I'm, I'd probably be the first to go, to be honest. Mike or I? See, because you're a good delegator, but all you have are great delegators. <laughs> yeah, ever, ever. Who's going to actually do it? <laughs> you just all the maxes would just be telling each other to do shit that no one wanted to <laughs> no do. No one would do be it. Like, hey, uh, maybe you should go get some coconuts. It's like actually, I was thinking maybe you should uh, maybe go uh, build some. Shelter. It, it would just go around. Just it would just go around. One guy would would just turn to the person to the left of them and just give the instruction, and then it would come you'd back be like, around. <laughs> It'd be like, hey, is uh, is the food getting made? Yeah, Max is dealing with it. Okay. And then and then it's like, everyone just keeps saying Max is dealing with it. But none of the Maxes would be no, dealing with yeah, it. Yeah, so I'd be dead first, for sure. Ah. Ooh, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I think that I, I like the Mike's chances of surviving. I do think that we would have a rough couple first weeks as we sort of had to deal with uh, <laughs> the reality of what was happening. If we learned anything All about this current like, COVID uh, situation, Mike, you'd yes. be like, this is a fucking nightmare. It's, uh, <laughs> I can just imagine <laughs> all of you Mike's going, this is a fucking nightmare. Because that's a quintessential Mike Veerman line. Oh, we, 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 would be, we would be mourning the things that we'd lost. We'd be <laughs> pontificating on our current situation, philosophically, practically, all the implications. Uh, we'd be driving each other nuts. Uh, but ultimately, I think we would, we would eventually get to a place where we're like, okay, now we're starving. Like, there's a little rumble in our tumbles. We need to get some fucking food. Mike's, let's go find some coconuts. And then I think that we would figure it out. We would learn fire and we would work together. And I think we'd be okay. That's my guess. You guys might have better insights. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a toss up. 
see, I think you would do like like exactly what you said. You'd have that initial freakout period, and then you would get to brass tacks and really try to work it out. But I feel like you might take too long and be too <laughs> too thoughtful, and you would starve to death because you'd be planning and being so analytical that it would actually be a disservice to uh, the amount of time you have remaining. Whereas I feel like me, I'm more of a. I can hear Max. I can hear you typing. Sorry, I had to respond to this. Very distracting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's looking up Jenna Jameson videos. <laughs> yeah. That was typing noises, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Okay, so what would Shaney's do? Brass tacks. Okay, so Shaney's are a little crazier and more reactive. And that can be bad, but it can also be good if you've got a couple Shaney's to dispose of. So I'd be like, Shaney, eat those berries. And then Shaney would eat those berries and then he'd die. And he'd be like, they're poison. I'd be like, okay, we got 19 <laughs> Shaney's left. Okay, fuck it. All right, you eat those berries. Yeah, he's dead. Okay, go do this. Go kill that animal. And I would just keep going until we had kind of five Shaney's left. And I think we could, at that point, after 15 Shaney's had came and went, we could just live forever with the things we learned from the fallen Shaney's. And the thing about me is I like be going out in like a burst of flames and being a legend. So I'm very easy <laughs> to, to coerce into death mm. or a potential deadly situation for the greater good. So the other Shaneys would easily go eat those berries. Oh, they would sacrifice themselves with the promise of being talked about for years and years. This is, this is very true. And you're also very competitive, though. And so you'd want to be like, Ooh. oh, you think you can fucking kill me? I'll fucking kill you. Like, and you—that's how yes. you'd get off the island. Like, you—you'd be very—you'd find ways to be very resourceful because I think you're the most competitive person that I know. So you'd be like, I don't give a fuck. We're gonna fucking figure this out. Here's a big yeah. question: Could the Shaneys get along with each other? Could the Mikes get along with each other? Could the Maxes get along with each other? Who leads? Like, we just assume that we're the A one, Mike, Shane, or Max, or Erica. What about the other nineteen? They're gonna be this. They're us, right? So it's like, do you conflict with yourself? Ash did say that we'd have the best time on my island for until we die. Oh, you until would. we died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great I'd tan. Agree with that. Yeah. Great flow. Great. No, heritage. after the Erica's got in like one disagreement or argument, they would all give each other the silent treatment, and they would all die alone <laughs> to death. So that's how my island would. <laughs> that is very funny. 